and welcome back with Mark Drumheller. I am the sports machine, Sean Levine. We had NFL action earlier today. The Miami Dolphins beat up on the New York Jets and Tim Boyle, whatever that is, 34 to 13. With that, let's welcome in the co-host of Tobin and Leroy down in Miami. Also my co-host right here on Tapped Out on the BetQL Network. He is my boy, Brendan Tobin. BT, we were talking during the break that Miami's losses are to Kansas City, Philadelphia, and Buffalo. Is there any concern that they just beat the bad teams and not the good ones? It's definitely been a storyline for sure. Uh, it's It seems to be the thing that, you know, when their offense got off to such a humming start and then it seems to sputter out, um, that that's definitely been a narrative that has been around here and the coach even talked about. It. He goes, the narrative is what it's going to be until they can prove otherwise. And they really won't get a chance to prove otherwise until their last three games of the season when they take on Dallas, go to Baltimore, and then host the Bills because, wow. you know, they got a bunch of commanders and Titans and Jets coming on up. So for right now, the Dolphins' only task is to keep fattening up that record uh, so it's not a problem and, and see if by some way they get to that those last three games and maybe can get a hold of the one seed possible because they definitely are a team that would love to get as many home games as possible in the playoffs. Brandon, obviously unfortunate injury to the defense today with Jalen Phillips going down. Um, and it seemed to happen at a time of where, you know, Ramsey gets back. We're starting to see the defense really kind of find its own um, and really step up and get comfortable in Fangio's system. How big of a setback is Phil? Obviously losing a pass rusher like that is huge. But from a depth perspective, like, how do you see Fangio being able to overcome this? And is there a certain player that needs to step up in his absence? They have had this issue before because JP missed uh, some time early on the season and they moved Andrew Von Ginkle to that outside spot. And he really was tremendous early on in the season. But make no mistake, I mean, Jalen Phillips was looked upon as the budding star of this defense. Everybody was expecting him to have a monster year. And after dealing with all those injuries and actually um, getting on a little bit of a streak starting on Sunday night football, he talked actually this past week or uh, uh, the week before this one where he was like, I was dealing with some confidence issues. He wasn't fully comfortable in his body and for this to happen um another bad injury on that terrible MetLife Stadium turf is is a little bit demoralizing on a, on a win against a rival where you know the Dolphins had this one in hand and yes it's a bad Jets team but it's hard not to have that one linger over all of this because the defense as you said was was really finally healthy and they were starting to look you know, pretty damn elite, and 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 Jalen Phillips was a big part of that. So to lose him to this kind of an injury is is a, definitely a, a body blow for them. Talking Miami Dolphins football with Brendan Tobin at Brendan underscore Tobin on X Twitter, whatever they call that thing these days. Um, you are the biggest Tua honk that I've ever met. We have had many a text going back and forth where I'll tell you that he's not ever going to be anything close to Patrick Mahomes. And I got to tell you, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. Did you really think Tua was going to be this good? Uh, I mean, I was always a big Tua fan. Just I, I, I think I think the things that were weird about him is people seem to judge him on the dumbest stuff, and his record wasn't bad even when you know he wasn't. It was you know, the, it wasn't putting it wasn't putting on these impressive numbers, and he had a lot of bad stuff happening around him. So the reason I just found him so easy to root for is one. This Dolphins fan base wanted him for two years at Alabama. They had put hashtag tank for Tua for two years. 
they got him and then he gets here he's coming off this devastating hip injury and the coaches rats off a ship on him immediately and they're trying to trade for Deshaun Watson or maybe bring in Tom Brady and so it just felt like the guy never got a fair shake we all saw how talented he was in college um and I, I, I look, yes, anybody would love to have the weapons that he has. But I think if you look to probably anybody but Mahomes right now, because you saw what happened on Monday Night Football, dude, that was a tough drop. Um, but mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. Uh, this the, these receivers are really great, but he it is all based on his timing. The coach really, really, really believes in him. Uh, I will say, though, you know, for a guy who is leading the MVP talks and, and and you say, like you mentioned, I am a big Tua fan. I don't feel like he's played like an MVP over the last three, four weeks. I feel like he has had some things he really needs to clean up. He's had some chances to win those quote unquote elite games and he hasn't delivered. And and the big problem with that really hasn't been accuracy. It's been, it's been, you know, just backbreaking turnovers. And so he has to clean that stuff up um, because, you know, they, they need him to play clean football and continue to finish these drives to rack up touchdowns. Uh, the defense is definitely in a better spot than it was, but you know, he he's had a, a tough few weeks with that. And we saw a little bit on the hard knocks where he's like, you know, apologizing to his team. He's got to be better. And you know, for the most part, he was good today outside of 60 seconds where he, you know, lost his mind at the end of the half, but he definitely has to clean that stuff up. There are a lot of people losing their mind at the end of the half with that, uh, you know, with the scoring that happened just out of nowhere. It was like crazy. Under's better, over better. First half, people, everyone's going nuts. But uh, listen, I wanted to circle back on something that you mentioned we talked about a little bit earlier, Brendan, was Miami's not need to get that number one seed. Or maybe not a need, but maybe it just might be a little bit more important for them to capture the number one seed than it would be a Baltimore or a Kansas City. Kansas City obviously has history of going on the road and be able to win in big spots. Um, do you agree with that settlement? And do you think if sediment and if you think that they don't get that number one seed, do you think there's still a team that can compete for a Super Bowl? I don't think it's out of the question, but it's tough not to look really how dominant they've been at home and being a team that's kind of new to the contending picture and not think that they need it more than other teams do. You know, I I think that you look at Baltimore and how tough they are and how much they run, that's going to travel. You know, yes, Patrick Mahomes, they basically gotten to host every year. So, you know, they'll, it would definitely be a new experience for them. Uh, yes, they have. We'll five you guys row. are good. Nobody's counting um, five in a row. So, yeah, you would like to give Patrick Mahomes and that team a little bit of a new challenge because it doesn't look like the same receiving core. So you'd like to see, you know, that travel a little bit. But for the Dolphins, it's a couple of things. One, all the counts that they use, all the motions they do. It's just a little easier to have that stuff at home. You want to have crowd noise mess you up. You don't have to do silent counts on stuff. So I think that they just think the operation's a lot cleaner. Now, that being said, the coach has made it a point that he knows he's this stuff needs to travel. They know they have to get better on the road. Um, but, yeah, it's tough not to say, like, a speed team, good weather, pristine conditions. There's not many places better in January and February than South Florida, boys. So I think if they could have it that way, they certainly would love to have it that way, and that's why it's important they keep racking up these wins, especially against the bums of the league. Yeah, I was down there a couple of years ago, actually, when uh, the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl. I don't know if you knew that happened, but I was down in South Beach. I was uh, aware, dude. Brendan Tobin I was there. Us here. Were you there, too, on the uh, on the BetQL network? Uh, speaking of the division, everybody thought Buffalo was going to win because they had the last few years. Is Buffalo even a playoff team? 
they got so many issues. It's tough to think that they uh, that there's not some real concern that they won't make it. But I know for sure the Dolphins uh, coming up in this matchup at the end of the season, whether they'll have the division wrapped up or if Buffalo has it on the line, they'd really like to make some kind of a statement against Buffalo because Buffalo gave it to them worse than any team this year. Even, you know, the matchup against Philadelphia and KC, those were very, very close games, you know, possession games. Buffalo really gave them the business after a year where all three matchups were close, and they've really done a number on Tua. Josh Allen's really been their daddy throughout his, his career. So it's going to be interesting to see where things stand in the standings by the time we get to that matchup at the end of the year and what will be on the line if if the division – is out of reach. The Dolphins certainly would love to keep them out of the wild card picture too, just for a mat. Not probably not only just for you know a pride factor, but just not to get that matchup because it's not one that's been particularly favorable for the Dolphins. But yeah, certainly all the drama that they've dealt with, you know, down here in South Florida, they don't like the Bills to begin with. But then you get a Hurricanes legend like Ken Dorsey fired as the scapegoat, mm. so they have not bought themselves any more fans with uh, getting KD uh, waxed for you know. I didn't realize it was his responsibility to count the number of people on a field goal unit, but you know, I guess we learn new things every day. There's always a scapegoat, but you know, let's fast forward to the playoffs. We'll assume Miami gets one of those top seeds. Definitely seems likely if they don't get the number one, um, which of those teams that look like they're going to fall in that wild card bucket. Um, do you think would give them the most problems? Like, is it Buffalo? Would that be the team that they wouldn't want to see? Or is there another team like maybe a Houston, you know, a young team that could sneak in, could cause a lot of disruption in the playoff race or a tough defense like the Browns? Uh, what team do you think would give them probably the most difficulty um, in the early round of the playoffs? Yeah, I mean the Browns having that tough run and being good to control games and slow and slow games down and just try and make the Dolphins be patient. I think those are always the teams that the Dolphins have a little bit of trouble with, even if you know they're not as good as the Dolphins. Because one thing that you have to keep in mind when you're facing them is like the coach is very aggressive and he likes to be aggressive and it's sometimes we joke it's like a guy it's like a kid playing Madden like he likes to go for it on fourth down a ton he likes to he, he even it was caught on it was caught on camera this past week on hard knocks where he said to Tyreek Hill he, he was like apologizing to him for not going it on fourth down he goes you know I hate to kick Tyreek you know I like it's it, he hates going for field goals and he hates relenting on things so those teams that really try and slow things up. The Patriots had a little bit of success with this uh, in the second week matchup, um, just trying to make the Dolphins take what they give you. And can you just paper cut a team to death? And, you know, we can see, like you saw at the end of the game today, at the end of the half today, where it's like, as a minute left, you have this team probably dead to rights. No, they're going to go for it. And then after he throws a pick six, are they going to relent? Nope. He's going to still try and go air it out and try and get a field goal out of it. Like, he and there's a beauty in that because it shows you believe in your players, but also sometimes you just got to take the points when they're there and take a win. And so I think those teams that can really methodically beat you could give the Dolphins some headaches. couple of minutes left. Brendan Tobin joining us here on BetMGM tonight. There's a lot of weirdos down in South Beach, including you, but the weirdest of all is that head coach you were just talking about, Mike McDaniel. Why has it worked out so well with that guy and this team? Um, well, I think number one is, you know, his belief in the quarterback, because that was really his number one project. You know, 
it's been interesting because he came down here. They it was weird because they kept Brian Flores as defensive coordinator last year. His sole task last year was just to get to a fixed because quite frankly, it was the plan they fell to. Remember, this was a team that got busted for tampering with Tom Brady. Their plan last year was to have Tom Brady and Sean Payton as their head coach and quarterback. They got busted. Wow. So they ended up hiring this weirdo who nobody else gave an interview to. And he just had this unbelievable belief in Tua. He saw something on film that just stood out to him. And he's a film junkie maniac. He'll make like little almost TikTok cutups for his young players to try and get them, you know, believing in themselves. And so he had Tua just watch this just unbelievable footage. And so that was the big start of it. And the other thing that everybody will say is that he just lets he kind of just he's a bit of a player's coach. He lets stars be stars. He's letting Tyreek Hill be a little bit probably more of a personality than he was in Kansas City. Um, same thing with Jalen Ramsey. He's been talking up Jalen Ramsey and he's only had him for three games, but he wouldn't stop talking about how Jalen Ramsey was the most motivational guy he's ever been around. So I just think his players really like that about him. He does also happen to be a very good schematics coach. Um, you know, I think some of the things that people complain about is, is he a little too cute sometimes with, uh, with his play calling maybe, but he, the thing you got to respect about him, he's not going to waver. He's going to do things that, are going to look like huge onion plays if they go work for him. And if not, he's going to look like they were foolish and, and and he got too cute with stuff. So I think ultimately uh, his relationship with his quarterbacks, the number one thing that mattered with him working out and that trickled down to everybody else. That is my boy, Brendan Tobin talking some Miami dolphins football with us here on the BetQL network. Get out of here, go get some leftovers, man. Thanks for your time. See you boys. That is Brendan Tobin. Do you think Mark that, do you think that the Dolphins are legitimately a Super Bowl team? Or do you think that the Miami, and we're going to get a little bit into this coming up in our next segment when we play a game of Super Bowl contender. Are they just a fun team this year that's going to win a bunch of football games? In your mind right now, can they actually have a parade at the end of the season? I think they can. I mean, I think, listen, they have to prove it. And we're a seat society, so we need teams to kind of show us they can do it before we believe in it. You'll hear the same thing about Baltimore, even if they're the number one seed, right? It'll be Ken Lamar Jackson, you know, lead them to a Super Bowl. But I, I think they can, and I think Vic Fangio is the reason why. Everyone talks about the offense, but I think at its core, and especially when we get into January, McDaniel wants to run the football. You know, that's really the foundation of this. And if Fangio can, you know – patchwork you know the phillips loss and get this defense clicking that's what's going to win games in january so i think they have the pieces there i think the higher fangio was one of the best ones of the offseason and it could pay dividends when they need it most so mark says the dolphins can win the whole thing on the other side what about the lions what about the ravens what about the bills the cowboys can they really win the super bowl we're swiping left and we're swiping right on the other side with a game of Super Bowl contender. Tender. You see what I did there? That's Mark Drumheller. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. And you're checking out Bet MGM tonight, right here on the Bet QL 